Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome, 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 welcome to another edition of Demonology Today with Grizzly and Dennis Carroll. Good evening. You got something open? You got something open in the background? Facebook? I don't know. How's that? How's that sound? Testing, testing. Yeah, there we go. It's gone. All yeah. right. Welcome, everybody. Demonology Day with Grizzly and Dennis Carroll, the plan of hell. Welcome, Dennis. How are you doing? Ah, doing good. How about you, my friend? I'm here. Welcome, Tess. Welcome, Raven. Shannon. How's everybody doing? Getting a little feedback. I don't know where it's coming from. I got everything muted. I am good. So, how's your weekend been? It's been very good. Uh, it's been kind of a lazy weekend. I had a little work to do outside, but uh, it was, you know, it kind of rained me out there for a while, which I, I got a good break on it. But. Yeah, do you hear yourself echoing a little bit? You don't have Facebook or anything open? No, I don't. I don't think so. Let's see. Facebook or YouTube? I don't. Welcome, Crazy Witch. Welcome to the show, Raven Creek. Now I don't hear anything. I think we're good. Oh, okay. All right. Now, do we have an interesting show that he put together for us? What do you think? Our topic tonight is going to be the bad place, hell, the plan of hell. Uh, This is something a lot of people don't like to talk about because it, it is a frightening aspect of religion. And it this uh, the concept of hell or Tartarus, as it's called, or Ghana, or it has many different names. The underworld by the Greeks. Um, uh, it, it's kind of disturbing in the concept of it. It is a place of eternal punishment. Uh, that's one idea of it. And you know, death and hell go hand in hand. And uh, that's the. Uh, as inevitable as death is supposedly what comes afterwards. And if you have been uh, on the wrong side, let's say, you will end up in a bad place, according to a lot of different religions of the world. You know, the Chinese, by the way, Chris, have uh, over a hundred hells. They have the hell of the upside down centers, uh, the hell of the oily dragon. They have different types of hells uh, for different sins, evidently. Well, speaking of hell, we got rid of uh, Mr. Carroll. So there we go, ladies and gentlemen. Go figure. Let's see if he comes back in. It never fails. Anytime we talk about stuff. Hello, Shannon. Welcome to the show. Raven, crazy witch, welcome back. 
Raven Creek, hello. Hell is a scary subject, but we must face the reality and discuss it. There's Dennis Carroll. I do there not to talk about it. Welcome. I don't think something out there wants us to talk too much about their homeland. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, you hear me okay? Am I, am I back okay? Right. Yeah, I hear you good. Yeah, okay. Anyway, uh, um, hell is supposedly a spiritual dimension. If you remember the movie Constantine, which yeah. was uh, one of my favorites, uh, hell is like one step of reality from what we are. It's with us, but we don't realize it. It's one step in reality away from us. That's like another dimension. And I've uh, talked with people about, you know, the, the concept of hell. And uh, if, the, you know, if hell truly exists, it does exist in another dimension. But, you know, uh, a lot of our childhood, we were told that hell was at the bad place down below, you know. But I think it's in a dimension unto its own self. I don't think you can dig up hell, no matter how deep you go. Um, although you might you might run into a place that looks kind of like hell if you go too deep. But um, there's a, the religious part of it is what really trips up a lot of people. You know, I've had people ask me, how can a just and supposedly loving God send you to hell? Well, he doesn't. Okay, I got news for you. God doesn't put anybody in hell. They put their cell there. Now, the concept of hell it was a place reserved for the devil and his angels, for the rebellious angels that fell and uh, lost the war in heaven. A lot of them were consigned to hell. And what we're going to be talking about tonight is what Shakespeare said. Hell is empty. The devils are here. And I'm, I'm, I've got a bad feeling maybe he cried. In some ways, because I think that man has manipulated some things and caused some things to happen that may have opened the gateways to hell. And, you know, um, I've had a lot of people lately, and I've heard this in several different areas, why is all this sudden activity of darkness in the world, why all this paranormal activity, these cryptid sightings, all of these different things, even the UFOs, why is this increasing? Why is this darkness, you know, growing? I, I think one reason may be is they have actually opened the portal to this, to this realm, this spiritual realm, and things are coming over uh, that shouldn't be here. The Bible plainly tells us that these demonic spirits, these fallen angels, the fallen ones, are reserved under everlasting chains of darkness. Remember in the book of Revelation, there are four angels chained up under the river Euphrates, and they will be released at the end of the, of the end of the ages. And these four angels represent, or will go to the four corners of the earth and hold back the winds and all these other things. They're bad angels, okay? And here's the interesting thing, you know, you might have heard about this, that uh, the Euphrates River has dried up to a certain extent. And they say, some people are claiming they're hearing some groans and some moan, moaning kind of sound coming. Yes, that is correct. Bed, and that they have actually found places in the riverbed that look like cells of a prison 
and things like that. It makes you wonder because it clearly says they reserved under the river Euphrates for a certain time. So that's sort of a little, you might say, a little satellite of hell. You know? um, to me, that's very interesting. It's sort of like, you know, it would be probably sort of an extension of their of their uh, imprisonment for these four certain angels. And some of these angels, Chris, are described as being some more evil than others, more yeah. corrupt than others. Yeah. yeah. And that's where we get to the angel of the abyss, the angel of the pit. Uh, this is a very interesting factor, and this is why I, I think it kind of ties into what's going on with CERN today. Um, the abyss is described, and if you, if you hear the description of it, it sounds interdimensional, okay? And um, it says in the book of Revelation that this that an angel will come down from heaven having the key of the bottomless pit, and he will open this pit and thousands upon thousands of an army of demons will come out to torment humanity, those who do not have the seal of God in their forehead, will be tormented for five months by these things, like the stings of the scorpion. And, these, and these, they're described as looking like locusts with the hair of women and horrible faces and wings and, a, and an iron breastplate this sounds like warrior angels here, kind of a thing, okay? Uh, or warrior demons, actually. You might want to put it that way. And uh, their leader has, is an interesting fellow. He is called Abaddon in the Hebrew language. And in the Greek language, he is called Apollyon. And he is the angel of the bottomless pit. He is actually the devil, probably what he really is. And that name, by the way, is Greek for the destroyer. And that's what they will come out to do. They will come out to destroy the wicked of the earth. God will allow this to happen because this is their fate and their judgment. Uh, but now when Satan later on is chained, Satan will be chained and thrown into the bottomless pit. Now this bottom, the, by the bottomless we mean it is unsounded. It has no end to it. You know, it has, it's sort of, that's so I said it sounds very interdimensional, you know. Uh, it's a gateway. It is a, it is an actual spiritual doorway, you know. And we've talked about this on other shows, about the concept yeah. of black magic and what they do with black magic in order to open these spiritual doorways and hook up with what's on the other side, the demonic forces. Right. Uh, if you can open, then you know there are certain areas on the, in the world that are supposed to be the gateways to hell, or Tartarus, as the Greek called it, the Romans, I think. Um, this underworld is supposed to be teeming with these things, waiting for their release for the judgment day of God. Uh, but what if we manipulate things? What if we screw up things? And you know, mankind is very good at that. Uh, what if CERN has, uh, with its strange experiments into interdimensional stuff and all that, what if CERN has opened the portal to hell? And, uh, of course, if being like they are, if they open it, they definitely probably didn't close it. And if it's open, it could be 
allowing a lot of this star traffic out into the world. And that may and that would definitely have an effect and an influence upon our world. Oh yeah, definitely. And we see this mentioned a lot in prophecy and prophetic things. Uh, you know, most every culture, Chris, in the world recognizes an end to this world at one time or another, however it may come about. It's sort of like the universal belief in a flood. You know, you, we've heard that mentioned a lot from the Mesopotamians to the to the uh, Native Americans who have the stories about the flood. All over the world is mentioned in a lot of different cultures, like the like Gilgamesh and all of that with the Babylonians. So the interesting thing is they also talk about an end to things. So we recognize that times, being what they are, will eventually lead to this destiny for us. But if they have done what I think they've done with CERN, they have opened the can of worms that they can't close, I'm afraid. Because if you open spiritual doorways, especially large spiritual doorways, it is incredibly hard to close them again, especially if you have a flood of evil coming out of it. There you go. That's an interesting thing about that, that someone just stated about that. Now, what they're talking about in that thing, they're talking about Apollo, but actually I think they meant to think, say Apollyon, which is the name of the, uh, the angel of the abyss. Um, but no matter where, no matter where, the, yeah, well, it, talks, it talks about, I don't know if people can see it, but it talks about a prison being on Saturn and that we've opened the doorway to Saturn and all that. Well, however how that may be, wherever hell is or wherever this bottomless pit is, which is, I think, the gateway to hell, um, no matter where it's at, it's still the problem is if it's been open. You know, that's, that's the main thing we need to concern ourselves with. The location is not all as important as what what's happened with And uh, if that's true, and if they've done this with CERN, and, you know, we talked about CERN symbol last time, about it having the 666 on it. Uh, I think I sent you a, a picture of the CERN logo. It's supposed to represent a whirlwind, too, kind of a thing, a uh, vortex. Uh, but that is another passage from the Bible when, you know, God said about the wicked, they will reap the whirlwind. But it still looks like three sixes to me. But um, it's nothing good about this, okay? And, and and here's something else. This is one experiment. I turn you. That, if you can tell, it looks like three sixes together there. Um, but it's supposed to represent a whirlwind or vortex. But anyway, what I was going to say, what really uh, bugs me about this, is that this is one experiment we know about. What's going on that we don't know about? You know? That's an it that's a question that needs to be answered. Yeah, I mean you're absolutely right. There's the logo, ladies and gentlemen. He's talking about. Well yeah. We brought it up and in the last show. Yeah. Oh, and if mankind, uh, you know, is good at screwing stuff up, it wouldn't surprise me a bit that that's not what they've done. There's got to be an explanation for this release of darkness in the world that we see happening right now with us. 
look at all the evil that's going on, and not just not, I'm not just talking about supernatural evil. I'm talking about human evil too. Uh, the school shootings, the killings, the, the 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 shootings at birthday parties, and all this other stuff going on. It's almost that if man is actually competing with evil in this world to try to outdo it, you know, uh, that's the bad thing about it. And um, and unfortunately, the bad thing about mankind is we're very, very good at cooperating with evil. You know, that's the bad part. That's in our nature. You know, as the Bible has talked about the world, the flesh and the devil. One of those things is us, the flesh, and the world at large, and the devil. There you go. So you've got these three factors in the world working uh, with the darkness. You know. right. But if, if the flood of darkness has been released, you will see it, definitely. And I think you're seeing that right now in front of your very eyes of uh, what's going on in the world around us. I mean, I... What else can you say? I mean, people are messing with technology. People are doing things, playing God. They're bringing stuff back from the dead that's been extinct. I mean, I don't know what else to think. That's what I talked about last week, the God game. They're playing the God game. They're trying to be gods themselves. Which has been the you know the the ego mantra of the of Satan since the Garden of Eden. Follow me, you'll be like God. You know, and what we talked about is the son of Satan, the Antichrist, uh, who will be also a resident of the abyss for a while too. By the way, um, the interesting thing about him is he will blaspheme the absolute blasphemy against God in the temple of God. He will declare himself to be God. And this is what he's going to tell people. He's supernatural. This guy is supernatural, okay? He is he is an anti of Christ, an anti-reversal of Christ. In other words, he has power like Christ had power. You know, Christ went around healing people, casting out demons. He had power. He was the son of God, okay? Well, this is the son of Satan. He has power, too. Don't think he don't. And it says he has power to call down fire out of heaven. He has the fire. He has the the, the power to come back from the dead, which you will do, just like Jesus did. So you see, this is a counterfeit Messiah we're talking about here. But he will stand in the temple and declare himself to be God. And here's what he will tell each and every one of you. If you will take my hand, accept me as God, as your Messiah, as your Savior, take my hand, I will give you the power to be a God too. And that's the God game. That's what it's all about. And we talked about this last week where they're trying to buy their own immortality. You can't have a God, uh, Chris, without him being immortal. A God has to be immortal. That's what partly makes him a God. You know, he can't die. He's immortal. And that's what these guys are trying to do. They're trying to, to, to capture this God essence, this to be a God, you've got to be immortal, too. Why would you look at it this way? If you had all the power, the money, and prestige in the world right now, what good would it do if you got to die in a few years? Nothing. Nothing. So you want to live 
you want to be immortal to enjoy your power and your power and your money and your prestige and all that. Uh, it makes sense when you think about it. So that is one of the reasons and one of the factors of the God game that they're playing. And it doesn't stop, it doesn't stop there, though. It, if it would be bad enough if it did, but it doesn't stop there. It, it spills over into every aspect of our lives. They're fooling around with science. They're fooling around with religion. They're fooling around with education. They're fooling around with the media. They're fooling around with every, our books of knowledge. They're messing around with everything for a reason. It's a dark and insidious reason. That's what they're doing it for. And it's to play the God game. Simple as that. The Frankenstein syndrome. You know, Dr. Frankenstein was a, was a smart guy. And he, he, he designed and made a person from dead parts, basically. But he made this person. He gave it life. But it turned on him and destroyed him. And that's what the Frankenstein syndrome is. We may do a lot of these things, but it will turn on us like AI that we talked about last week. It's going to turn on us and ultimately destroy us if we're not careful. Because that's the what, that's what happens when you do what? When you create a monster. You know? Yeah, it's I think turn. we're at a point of no return when it comes to AI. That's my opinion. Mm -hmm. I mean, hopefully I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. And people... I do. People... People listening to us out there tonight, don't take our word for it. Do your research. Open your eyes and look at what's really going on around you in this world. It's very obvious once you really open your eyes and set your mind to see it. It's there. It may be camouflaged very well. It may be buried under layers of any window and, 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 and symbolism and all that, but it's there. And you do your research. Don't take our word for it alone. But it's very obvious. Once you get into it, it will blow your mind. That proverbial old saying, it'll blow your mind, and it will. Yeah, there will be, uh, I agree with you, Midwest. Uh, there will be many. There'll be, there have been through history little prototypes of these Antichrists. Look at Hitler, Napoleon, Alexander the Great. A lot of these men were sort of prototypes. Of, of of the Antichrist. You know, we also saw prototypes of Christ before he came. You know, there was Samson, there was Elijah, uh, there were there were different prototypes of Christ, although they were just men and they failed in their missions a lot of times. Uh, the one true God, Son of God, did not fail. He succeeded because he had the power of God with him and not the failings of man. But he was tempted as we are. The Bible clearly says he endured what we have endured. He had to, or it would not have been fair. It would not have been a fair game. Okay. But these guys are the prototypes of the Antichrist. They are leading up to the main one that's coming. He will be the one of the most supernatural aspects. Like I said, he'll call fire down out of heaven. He will come back from the dead. He'll come out from a grievous wound. He'll be a, it will be an assassination attempt against him. There will be a resistance to the Antichrist. Oh, yeah. Christians will resist this. People who know will form a resistance just like they did in World War II against the Nazis. There will be a resistance. and He will be assassinated, but he will come back from the dead because he is an Antichrist. He is a counterfeit. 
of Christ. And then some people's going to say this about this. Going to listen to this closely. Oh, he came back from the dead. He must be the real Messiah. He's going to do all these things. Look at the miracles he's done. He must be the real Messiah, not Jesus. And this will be the ultimate rejection of Jesus. They will turn their back and say, oh, Jesus was just a holy man. He was a teacher, and that's all he was. This is the real Messiah we need to worship. This is the real God. You know? That's how this false Antichrist is going to get in there. And that's how he's going to manipulate people. And it says, and it's a very interesting thing that's said about him, if time was not cut short, if God didn't do what he had to do, this man, this fellow, this demon, will deceive the very elect. He'll be so supernaturally inclined on things, he would finally eventually fool his resistance against him. Uh, he will make war on the saints. And he will overcome them. That's it. He will overcome them. He will win that against the resistance, but he won't win against God. It's like I've told people before, Chris. This whole thing, when it winds up, it's not going to be something solved by men or presidents or women or whoever, whatever the case may be. It's not going to be human. It's not going. It's a human problem, but it's not going to be solved by humans because it can't be. It's going to be solved by the real God when He shows up. But that's the way that's going. No, but you know these, uh, these these false Christ have have done that for a reason. They have tried to manipulate history. You know they've had their missions. Some of them accomplished their missions, and some of them didn't. Look at Hitler. Look at Napoleon, Alexander the Great, Caesar, all of these rulers. They had a mission from, from their father, Satan, whether they really knew it or not. And they had certain things to accomplish, but they're not the real deal. The one that's going to sell the real lie to everybody. That you can be a god, too. The god game. But now getting back to our main title thing here, hell, okay? Let's talk about hell for a few minutes. Some people believe hell is just a symbol. Some people say hell is just an outer darkness, and that's all it'll be. It'll be you'll be cut off from God. That's part of hell. I believe that is part of hell, an outer darkness where you're cut off from the, the, the presence of God, the love of God, the mercy of God. Think about that in a place like that, that you'll never know the love or mercy of God again. There'll never be that chance for a relationship, that oneness with your creator. You are doomed to that one spot to feel that forever. But there will also be excruciating torment. That's what it talks about. It will be fire and brimstone and all that. That's another form of it. Whatever kind of a punishment it will be. And I don't know because I've never been to hell. Okay. And I don't want to go. Thank you. I evidently don't ever want to step my foot on the doorway to hell, for that matter. But whatever the punishment of this hell is, it's pretty bad. Now, some people think hell is a little bit like purgatory. Let's talk about purgatory a minute. Purgatory is supposed to be sort of like the waiting room to hell. You know, and if you've ever spent time in a waiting room, and I've spent a lot of time in doctor's waiting rooms, 
You spend a lot of time in the waiting room. That's one of the boringest things in the world. <laughs> it's one place you don't really want to be, especially if it's a dentist's office. You know, it's one place you really don't want to be. Uh, think about it. But you're there. You're stuck there, and you got to make the best out of it. But that is sort of purgatory. It's sort of a it's sort of a waiting room for you to go on through whatever supposed destination you're going to. That's what it's supposed to be. But now, hell itself is the punishment of these things. You know, the Bible says that there'll be so many people go there that hell will enlarge its mouth to take in. What's that sound? That sounds like a portal, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. It has the largest mouth to take these people in. Uh, but here's an interesting thing about it, Chris, and I find this very interesting. Even hell, death and hell, hell. Have, have their destiny to fulfill. They're going to go to a place called the Lake of Fire, which was preserved and made for the devil and his angels. You and I are not supposed to go there. It was never planned for you and I to go there. But if we cast our lot in with these bad guys, that's where we're going to end up. And it's not God's fault. It's not, it's not uh, Trump's fault. It's not Nancy Pelosi's fault. It's our fault. We have, That's the ultimate responsibility we face. You know, in the world today, people are running from their responsibilities. They're turning their back a lot on their responsibilities. But this will be one responsibility that we all will face. And we will be the ultimate purveyors of our own fate. What choices we make hinge upon our eternal destiny. Where will it be? Well, we were never supposed to go there. You know, God himself said out of his own mouth, I wish that no one should perish, but all come to the love of God. But man has, a lot of us, we have our own ideas on that. And we, we turn our back on God. You know, that was the ultimate betrayal of Satan in heaven. He betrayed God. He turned his back on God. After God gave him everything, made him so beautiful and intelligent and perfect and wonderful, he was. And now look at him, you know. He has, he has turned his back on God, and he has now done the ultimate sin. He wanted to be God and take God's place and destroy God and take everything that God loved away from him. That's why he's called the thief. And the murderer, because he will. But his ultimate destiny goes from the pit where he'll be chained a thousand years. He'll be chained a thousand years and then released for a season. But then he will end up with his angels, all of them. There'll be no more of them left in the pit or in the world. All of them will end up in the lake of fire, which burneth forever and ever and ever. Everlasting torment. That's their ultimate destiny. Let's not tag our destiny with them. Let's not hook up with them. That's the one thing we can we can control. You know, uh, I've counseled people all over the world with demonic problems, and that's the one thing I tell them about these things. They're spiritual bullies, you know. They are spiritual bullies, and they, they we don't have to take it off of them. We really don't. We're children of God. We're children of light. We can stand against this darkness. We don't have to take it from them.
I like your setup there, the holy water and the crosses, real nice. Yeah, Those are so that is the uh, the kit Those somebody messaged me. That's the kit yeah. I send out. The, yeah. The, the uh, yeah, the holy uh, spiritual kit. I think so, you've got some Saint uh, Saint Benedict medals in there. Yes, I do. Four of them. Uh, and each one represents what we do a bottle of holy water, two crucifixes with Jesus, Saint Benedict on the back. Uh, this is a kit that I put together. Somebody asked me to display the kit. So I was doing that while Dennis was talking. This is what I sent out two day priority mail. So I just wanted to throw that up real quick while Dennis was talking because everybody wanted That's to see nice. what I sent out. So That's nice. Very nice. I like those crosses, definitely. Yeah. Uh, and you can't ever have enough holy water around. No. Definitely not. But, uh, you know, uh, like I said, that's their ultimate destiny, the ultimate fate of these evil spirits and these fallen angels. That's where they're supposed to end up. Uh, but we don't have to go there. We don't have to go there. That's not our fate unless we tie ourselves in with these guys. If we're, on the, if we're in the bad club, the, the bad guys club, that's where we're on with. But we uh, we need to understand that's what hell is all about. God doesn't send you to hell. You send yourself there by your actions, by your loyalty, whatever wherever it may lay. If it lays with the bad guys, that's where you're going to end up. But you know, there's been many, many concepts of hell throughout the ages. Like I said, the Chinese have a hundred hells. Uh, the uh, what I found always found interesting was the underworld of the uh, of the Greeks. Uh, now the Greeks had the underworld, and that was sort of like where you went if if you uh, uh, sort of were very ambiguous in your life. You were good and bad, but if you were a good and a real hero, you went to the Elysian Fields, which was sort of their idea of heaven. Of heaven. Uh, I would rather. Think about heaven more than hell any time. Uh, uh, heaven would have to be a wonderful place, I think. You know, uh, I think Edgar Allan Poe once said, the very shadow of the most beautiful thing on this world would be but a mere shadow of heaven. You know, what heaven would be. Um, the mere shadow in the, of heaven. Think about that. It would be a wonderful place. Um, the opposite of hell. You know, when you talk about hell, you got to talk about heaven, too. That's the way that goes, because they're the opposite poles of each other. But uh, uh, hell itself is a frightening concept. I could see why people would be frightened. No, definitely, I don't want to go there. I don't think you want to go there, Chris. Nobody with any right mind would want to go there. But... Um, we will leash a lot, and that's the thing about this Antichrist and the end times. A lot of people's going to be fooled into that, into believing. You know, like I said, the power of a devil is he can get you, uh, set you on the highway to hell and think, and make you think it's a good idea and you're okay with it. That's the way he operates, you know, and that's the way the Antichrist will operate. But if he comes up and gives you and offers you supernatural power, how many people could resist that? Think about it. You'd have power to move things with your mind or power to communicate over distances. You wouldn't need a cell phone anymore. Think if you had the power of a God, how many people would turn that down? Think about it.
Game changer. situation that is a spiritual death that is a spiritual destruction because your spirit will be in prison forever in this place with no hope of ever getting out no redemption nobody's going to come take you out no army's going to come get you nobody you know that's not what you should say about this if america falls tomorrow if america is invaded and we fall tomorrow who's coming to help us nobody, nobody. Nobody, nobody's going to show up to help us. We are our own guilt. And, that, and I've often told, I've said this about, I've, I've said this question in a lot of lectures that I've done. If somebody breaks into your house tonight, what are you going to do? You Everybody says, oh, I'm going to call the police. I said, well, goodbye, because you are your own first line of defense. I have been a cop, and I know as much as, much as quickly as I wanted to get to you, it would be impossible for me to get to you that quick. I'm not Superman, you know. I couldn't fly there. I can't be there that quick. So don't rely on the police for your life. You are the first line of your own defense, which is why gun, the Second Amendment gunman is so important for us. You know, you are responsible for your own safety. Don't, don't, don't throw that on a policeman or a law or a lawyer somewhere or somebody in a government desk in an office somewhere. You are responsible for that. Just like you are responsible for a lot of things in your life. You need to own up that responsibility. So don't put your trust in somebody that may be three miles away and can't get to you in time. You better have some way to defend yourself if somebody breaks in your house tonight. Well, that's the way it goes with your life. You are responsible for your life. In the end, my friend, you are absolutely you and you alone are responsible for your soul. Do you sell it? Do you give it away? Do you just toss it away for no reason? Or do you preserve it for something that's an everlasting joy and a peace instead of something that's a terrible punishment? That's your ultimate responsibility and the choice that you have to make. That's where the battles are being fought, Chris. The battles are being fought today. 
Right here and now. The war's been won. The war got won 2,000 years ago on a piece of wood on a hill. The battles are still going on. And those battles are being fought by us individually. Individually for our souls. And as much as I want to help you, and I've helped a lot of people, I've tried to help people all my life with these problems. As much as I want to help, it's up to you ultimately your responsibility. To do what you can for yourself. And uh, it was a foolish thing not to do that. And prepare yourself for these things. And we need to prepare ourselves here right now. Against what this tide of darkness that's going to be moving against us. Is going to do this world. It's coming. Whether it's going to be tomorrow or 20 years from now. But it's coming. It's definitely. I don't see how I can hold out much longer. It's like that proverbial Snowball rolling down a hill, it's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger as it goes down. And that's what you're looking at right now. And why there's so much darkness encompassing this world. Why? You know, people, they go through life day after day and they never ask those important questions. Why? You know, uh, as my friend Nighthawk says, you think outside of the box. And, and they don't, they don't, they don't want to do that. You know, they don't want to ask themselves the important questions. Why is this happening? And what can I do, you know, to, to, to try to guard against it? And that's what Guess we need what? to do. Mm-hmm. Before the show. Mm-hmm. Yep. Somebody called. Yeah. Somebody called. I thought it was you when I was when I was doing something in the studio. Mm-hmm. And I put him on speaker, didn't I? Yeah. And he said, why is there so much evil? coming out in the world right now. Why is there so much demons? I don't understand what's going on. I don't get it. Why? You heard well, there's it. An answer. There's an answer. And uh, I'll tell you, I read a book once years ago, a very good book by, name, uh, by a man named Mr. Billy Graham. It was called uh, Angels, God's Secret Agents. And in that book, he makes a statement that's very true for this day. When you see the time come, the demons are punching the overtime card. When you see them rise, you will know that they know that their time is swiftly running out. Ladies and gentlemen, was, it was a very deep phone call. It was very discerning. He was very discerning. If they have done that with CERN, that's what concerns me. And I, th- I got a feeling. I just have this feeling that that's what they've done. That they've opened this portal to hell, this uh, this abyss. And these things are uh, not, maybe not flooding out, but they're slowly starting to pilfer out. You haven't seen anything yet. I'm sorry to say that. <laughs> but you haven't seen anything yet. It's just slow, slowly starting now. This is why you see so much darkness in this world. There's a reason. There's got to be a reason, and that, that makes perfect sense when you think about it. One of them, that may not be the only reason you understand, because there are other forces of darkness working over time out there, okay? There's some other things involved in a lot of this that we may not know about. But uh, and look at the rise of witchcraft in this world, dark witchcraft and black magic and sorcery, and not only that, like we talked about a couple episodes about the dark science that's going on, you know, 
all of these things, these factors, are like pieces of a puzzle, and they're starting to fit together, unfortunately. Yes, that's very true, Raven Creek. They, we are in a battle for ourselves. They want to keep us underfoot. That is what the devil, Satan, or whatever name you want to give him, is all about. Slavery. It's all about slavery. The slavery of the human soul. And if he can control your soul, then he will certainly take it with him where he's going. Okay? That's what he wants to do. Uh, there's an old saying, and well, this is not biblical, okay, but there is a saying that came from Dante that when Satan was thrown out of heaven. He got up and dusted himself off and he shook his fist at God. And he said, I'd rather rule in hell than serve in heaven. And later on, Dante asked Satan about hell. And this is the statement he made. Hell, I take it with me wherever I go. Hell is now part of me. He knows he's doomed in his heart of hearts. He knows without a doubt he has no hope. There's no hope for him. There's, he is absolutely. He and his angels are doomed, and they want to put you in that position too. They want to take you with them, like that spiritual time bomb I used to talk about going off. They don't care how many people they take—women, children, innocent dogs, animals—they don't care what they destroy because that it was his name, Apollyon, the Destroyer. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back after this commercial break. Ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Demonology Today with Grizzly and Dennis Carroll, talking about the plan of hell, brought to you by Western Bigfoot and Paranormal Investigators, LLC. Thank you. Well, we're getting into some deep topics here. It is the truth. We want to believe it or not. It is happening. It is unfolding. People are playing God. I don't know, Mr. Carroll. When is it going to end? Is it going to end? Yeah, it's going to have an unfortunate end for a lot of people. And it's going to end up in that place we were talking about earlier. Hell and the Great Lake of Fire. Unfortunately, that's where they're going to go. You know, uh, uh, I've studied the book of Revelation a lot. And it has some very interesting 
a lot of it is symbolism. I understand that. Some of it's not, though. And uh, some of the visions, spiritual visions that were given these men by God uh, through the Holy Spirit of God. But uh, there is an interesting thing about uh, that still strikes me. Uh, every time I read this, the book of Revelation, it talks about all these horrible things happening, these judgments, these uh, vials poured out, these uh, uh, seals broken, trumpets sounding. And every time after something terrible happens, most of the time it says this, and still they would not repent. God gives us a choice and a chance all the way up to the very end to get out of that, to find a way out. You know, God promises in his word that I will never put you in a situation that you don't have a way out. You have a way out, whether it may be physical, spiritual, whatever the situation he will, he will, there's a way out for you there. God is fair God. He doesn't play games like that. He's not playing head games with you, okay? That's somebody else's territory. That's not his. I think our government's very good at that. But they're on the league. They're, I, I got to say this, and I, I'm just a bold statement. But I will tell you this right off the bat. There is no doubt in my mind that our governments, the governments of the world, not just our governments, are in league with the agents of hell, okay? Definitely, without a doubt. They're in bed with these guys. Because that's why demonologists have been approached by the government agents wanting to know about demonology and all that. They know. They know what they've got themselves into. And like I said earlier in another show, I believe they found out that who they're really dealing with are the really bad guys, the real mafia of of, of of darkness, and that's these guys, and they—they're—they're they're even worse than the government guys. Okay, whenever you deal with the devil, you're always gonna come out on the short end of that deal. I don't think you won't. He's always gonna come out the winner, just like the house in a casino comes out the winner. They always do. You might win a hundred dollars, but you never think about the six hundred dollars you lost to get that. That's the way the house wins. And that's the way the devil works. He may give you a little bit, but you look at how much you're losing in the end. That's just the way he operates. And these people are going to realize that at the end, unfortunately. But until then, like I say, they'll be drunk with power. They'll get, he will be given the power of God. Right now, that's happening. Look at look at the, the beliefs of so many people turning to these new age philosophies. You know, I had one woman tell me, she said, you know, I talked to God. And he said it was okay that I could be a god too. No, 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 no. <laughs> that doesn't work that way. But, but they believe in these philosophies, these demonic teachings. They're embracing this day after day closer. That's another factor. And we'll have to do a show on it sometime. These new age things that come along. Uh, you have to be very, very careful, people, because... The war is not, hey, let me tell you this. The war is over. The battle is not just being fought spiritually. It's being fought mentally as well, okay? They're trying to get your mind. Look at what they're doing with children and these drag queens that they're doing now. What do you have thought five years ago? Drag queens would be going to kindergarten. I mean, where is this going to stop, you know? And, and just the other day, 
the UN came out and said it's okay if children want to have sex. That's their prerogative. They opened the door to the pedophiles to do whatever they want. That's the next thing coming up. That'll be okay to have sex with children if you want to. Whatever you want to do is going to be okay. But that's their motto. That's the way they operate. They want you to give you that little bit of power to thank you that you think you've got to do whatever you want. But you're really losing a whole lot more than you realize in the end. I don't know. I tell you, it's 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 gonna get worse. It's uh, you know, it's, it's like that saying I saw a sign the other day. It gets worse before it gets worse, <laughs> and it is. It's gonna do that, I'm afraid. Uh, it, it, but you know, we do have a way out. We do have a choice. We do have a a way to resist these things. You know, I said this on another show earlier today. It begins with each one of us individually. We fight back this darkness with acts of kindness and goodness and caring and love and sharing and, and empathy for our fellow human beings. That's how we fight this darkness. We do it on a personal basis. It begins with us. Uh, if, it, if it takes boycotting some of these things, do it. You don't have, your money is your own as long as you have it. And you will have to give an account one day what you've done with your money, just like everything else in your life. One day you're going to have to account for it. And it's very important that you don't let it go to bad purposes or be used by bad people for bad things. So it begins with each one of us right here personally, right here at home, one by one. And that's where we need to turn now as spiritual warriors and face this darkness, okay? We need to face this darkness and actively fight it in every aspect of our lives, even with our thoughts. We must be, we must turn and think about this. Like I said earlier, ask yourself why, and then, and then ask the second question: What can I do about it? Well, see, and that's the problem. You know, I I think we have, and I, I'm not here. Say to overthrow the government. I I I think we're in the wrong direction with a lot of stuff. I think we're playing too much God. The AI is going too far. The the reproducing human organs with 3D print machines. People trying to play immortality with uploading their subconscious into the machine so they can live forever cloning themselves to replace their body parts that are worn out. You know, I mean, where does it end? It may end like Frankenstein, my friend. You know what happens with Dr. Frankenstein? His creation destroyed him. Our creation may turn on us and destroy us because that's the, that's the you know, what happens when you play the God game. Uh, we are only infallible, imperfect creatures. We can never produce anything perfect. I'm sorry, but that's just it. Uh, we can get real close to perfection, but we can never achieve it because we are imperfect. Imperfection cannot breed perfection. Okay. 
I never God, forget God. when when you yeah, would, yeah. would go to the doctor and tell them what kind of child you wanted, what kind of yeah. whether it was a That's male or female, hair, eye color, yes, bone yeah. structure, uh, height. You remember the, the woman that founded uh, the woman that founded uh, 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 the parent Parenthood, you know, Planned Parenthood. She was all for that kind of stuff. She was actually wanting to get rid of a lot of black babies because they were supposedly physically inferior to what she thought and all this other stuff. She wanted this uh, generic selection thing going on, okay? Yeah, yeah that, uh, that, that's And Hitler wanted the same thing, by the way. <laughs> it's the chief, he went about it a different way. But that was what all Planned Parenthood was about, and probably... Well, we know it probably still is to a certain extent, you know. But that's what they're going to look at in the future. Hey, look, come to us. You'll have the perfect child. It'll be stronger, smarter, better, you know, like the bionic man, faster and all this stuff. Um, it'll be better. It'll be super. It'll be what? Godlike. You know, and we can fix that for you. Margaret Sanger. And one, yeah, Margaret Sanger. And, uh, you know, um, Chris, if I, come, if I were to come to you today, say, Chris, I can put your mind in the body of a machine that will last forever. You can go on from here, Chris, and never die. It'd be kind of hard to turn that down, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be. I'm not going to lie. It would be. Yeah, Walt Disney was the same thing. Disney's even worse. I think even Walt Disney would not like Disney now. <laughs> but anyway, um, who could turn that down? Who would think about it? Well, I could go on forever, you know? And look, well, look, now look at this a minute. Just stop and look. People say, well, then, you know, that's not a bad idea. No, it's not. But hold on a moment. The whole bad, rotten core of this equation is that you're actually cutting God completely out of the picture. You're actually telling God, this is what you're saying to God, okay? So what I'm about to say is going to sound bad, but this is what they're saying. This is what you're basically telling your creator who loves you completely more than anybody else or anything could ever love you. Here's what you're telling him. God, I don't need you. I can be my own God. I can live forever. I don't need you. Get on out of here. I can do it myself. Well, look at cryogenics. Remember back in the 90s when Michael Jackson and everybody and the millionaires were going to freeze their bodies when they die to find a cure and bring them back to life? Uh -huh. Whatever happened to that? Did they ever do it? Oh, yeah, yeah. And it may set a bill, some still frozen like that out uh -huh. there somewhere. Oh, yeah, waiting for their immortality. Man, would, that was the ultimate goal of mankind, is to seek immortality. No matter which way you look at it, that's what all medicine was at once geared for, uh, science was geared for, seeking that God element. Uh, you know, there is a, a, the, the God particle in, the, in the science that they look for, you know. And it's the thing that holds everything together. That's the God particle. 
Well, they want the God element that make them gods. That's what it's all about. And it's just slapping the face of the true God and saying, I don't need you, no matter what you've done, no matter what sacrifice, no matter how much you live, I don't care. I don't need you. I'll do it myself. I will be God. So actually, you're replacing the one true God with yourself, breaking the very first commandment, thou shalt have no other gods before me. Now, I've had people ask me about that, Chris. They say, I don't worship a God. I don't get down and worship some statue and all. I said, no, 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 that's the point. You can be your own God. You can stand between you and God and never really have that relationship with God. You can really screw yourself up that way. And that's what happens with a lot of these people who are so egotistical. And all they think about is their selves. They don't love anybody else. They don't love anything else but they selves. Self-love is one of the most evil of all sins, really, because it cuts you off not only from God, but everybody around you that loves you. It cuts you off from yourself. You only believe in yourself. Everything you do is okay and right. You can't do any wrong. Therefore, you think you are perfect. You don't need God. That is the ultimate blasphemy. But people continue to do it day in and day out. Or organizations. What's that church that all the movie actors and actresses belong to? That we talked about a while back ago. That real famous church. A lot of Hollywood is involved in Satanism, definitely. and, uh, And different dark things like that. Uh, a lot of the media personalities are sports figures. A lot of this goes much deeper than people really realize. Um, like I said, it's a Pandora's box. Once open, it'll never be closed. Scientology. Uh, Thank you, Diane Huey. That's right. Yeah. Scientology. Yeah. That is Scientology. right. Yeah. Thank you, That's Diane. That's a very insidious, an insidious disease. Uh, uh, religion, and, Raven and you, yeah. you, you know who you know who founded it too, uh, Ron L. Hubbard. Yeah. yeah, and who was he? He was a disciple of who? Alistair yeah. Crowley. Yep. That tells you. Yeah. You know what we we say about uh, you know look you know following the money, follow follow the man. He'll lead you back to his beginnings. Uh, definitely. Follow the trail. But, uh, I, don't but know. Uh, I don't know. I just, it, it's just, you know, it's getting worse. But people really just need to open their eyes, wake up and see these things that's going on around them and realize the battle is yours to fight. Oh, uh, you're going to go with the bad guys? You're going to go with the good guys? Uh, me? I'm facing up. I faced enough devils, Chris. I I want to be found on the side of the angels. Okay, <laughs> that's where I want to be. They're gonna win in the end. Yeah, you know, if you believe in good, and I always say this, ladies and gentlemen, you have to believe in evil. If you believe in yang, you have to believe in yang, and you know, it, it, it's it's the facts of life, Darcy. It, it is. And there's no other way to take it or or believe in it. 
Now, you, you have to believe in a higher power. There's no matter how you face it or believe it, you know, there is whatever you believe in, how you believe in it. That's fine. But there is. There is life beyond our life. There is afterlife. Which side well, of the fence are I you said this. Let, let me say this, Chris, and I've told this to people before. I have uh, uh, almost 60 years in paranormal field now. And if it's taught me one thing, that it, it, it is this, that life goes on, that life is, that death is not the end. There's something beyond that, definitely. That's what it has taught me. I know that for a fact. Yep. And that is the truth. And I think everybody in this chat room and everybody that's watching knows that. Beyond a reasonable doubt. Ain't that right? A lot of people a lot of people deny that. A lot of people deny that because it bothers them. It bothers them a little bit. But hey, this ain't the end. This is really what you think is the end is really the beginning. That's the way I look at it. Oh, no. You know, it, we bring this information to you all because, you know, a lot of people don't like talking about certain topics because of the taboo. And I understand there's a lot of preachers reverends, clergymen, whoever, whatever titles you want to give them, will not talk about certain topics like this. They refuse to. Why? It's the truth. Yep. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, if, it, if it rocks your boat a little bit, I'm sorry. <laughs> if it, if it kind of makes you uncomfortable, I'm sorry, but it's the truth. And the truth should never be uncomfortable. The truth should be enlightening. But you know what? Uh, we'll say a little prayer here before we end, Chris. But you yes, know what? Uh, I believe what the Bible says. Remember this. We are children of light. We, are, we do not walk in darkness. We don't need to be in the darkness. We need to walk in the light. And that light is the love of God. It encompasses this whole universe, or maybe more than one universe. Uh, that's what we need to know, you know, to hold on to and all that. Let's say a little prayer right quick, because this has been a dark subject. We need to kind of seal ourselves against this darkness. Oh, Lord God Almighty, our Heavenly Father, we come to you tonight. And humble ourselves before you. We wish to have no other gods between you and us. Nothing between you and us should ever stand in the way of our relationship with you. We ask that you that you hold us in your capable hands. That you lead us down the path that we need to go. That you will preserve our minds and our bodies and our spirits and our souls against the darkness of this world that seeks to overcome us. We stand here tonight and ask that you be our protector, our leader, our Father who loves us unconditionally through his Son, Jesus Christ. We ask that you hold us in your hands, that you give your holy angels 
guardianship over us from this time forward until the end of our days. In the name of Jesus Christ, we humbly pray. Amen. Amen. Well, ladies and gentlemen, let me let me explain something to you. Whatever you believe in, that's fine. Grizzly always says, you believe what you want to believe. You believe in your higher power, that's fine. I will never tell you what to believe, what not to believe in. But I will tell you this. There are forces out there that are working against us. That are suppressing us. And it's happening. So we need to do something about it. I don't care if it's company, organization. I don't know what to say to you. You know, we, we watch horror movies. I know. I love them. Good and evil. Spiritual warfare. It happens. It's going on. I never thought I would ever see the Freddy's River dry up. That's wild, Mr. Carroll. That's wild. It is. It is. And I think it's prophetic. I believe it's meant to happen. Uh, a lot of things like that are going on, you know. But like we said earlier, uh, the battles are going to come to us for our own souls. And we alone fight them, although we're here to help. We're here to help each other. That's what we should be here for. And, and, and that's okay to ask for help. It's okay to have, to have others help you. But alone... You know, we are we are the ones that stand in the way of this battle. We have to fight it for ourselves. But can we use all the help we can get? But you know, Crazy uh, you're right. These times, these, these, these times, we'll try our souls, as that saying goes. We definitely will. Crazy witch, you're right. I love how we completely have different beliefs. And Shelly, we can come together. Absolutely. We're still fighting the same battle. Uh-huh. Raven Creek. That's because we love each other as human family. We're not dividing each other. The power that brokers are keeping us apart. Yes. That's very true, uh, uh, Raven. You know, the evil wants us divided because we'll fall. But a house united will stand. You know, and that's where it's something we need to always a spiritual concept we need to remember day in and day out. United, we can stand, divided, we will fall. Oh, yeah, they want to divide us in every way religion, ethnicity, every way. Uh, that's what they want divide and conquer. That's their, that's their motto. And it's proven to be handy throughout the ages, it's happened in a lot of ways. Divide and conquer, but they will not let them do that. We need to, we need to resist. And like I said, it begins with each one of us in our own personal lives, with kindness and goodness toward our fellow man, and love, and empathy, and all those good things. That's what it's going to take to defeat the darkness. What do you see? What my, uh, what the, our next episode is going to be next week? What is it? I gotta know. Okay, this is uh, it's going. You're talking about really rocking the boat here. I'm gonna get some bad feedback on this one. Uh, it's gonna, it's gonna be the cryptid demonic connection. 
Now that's going to be a good one. Cryptic, demonic. Okay. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it. Thank you for tuning in tonight. Demology, I can't even say it today with Grizzly and Dennis Carroll. Thank you for tuning in. Hopefully you uh, learned something. Uh, hopefully we didn't rock the boat too much. Uh, hopefully we brought some light to the darkness. Tune in next Sunday. If you're not subscribed and join our YouTube channel, please do so. Love the feedback. Yes, Raven. Share. And everything. Yeah, share. Share Appreciate with everybody. Uh, tell your friends. Let's get this out as far as we can. We need, we need to get this, this message out as much as possible. Definitely. Shannon, make sure and PM me, uh, Grizzly Chris. I'll, I'll help you as much as I can. Good night, everybody. Love you all. I'll see you all tomorrow with my next broadcast. Good night. May God bless you all. Thanks, Brenda, Crazy Witch, Tess, Raven Creek, Esberg, everybody. Y'all have a good night. Take care. Bye-bye.